And now, another timely and powerful message from Pastor Emmanuel Williams and Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee. John chapter 1, you don't have to 
says, but as many as received him, he gave power to become the sons of God. So I ask, have you received Jesus? Uh, glory be to God. Have you received Jesus? Yes, well, if you re received Jesus, Jesus has given us power. The word power here is exousia. It means authority. Can somebody say authority? God has given us authority to become sons and daughters. Since we need that authority in the earth today. Amen. There is only one problem. And that is our ability to believe God for that power to flow in us. That's the only problem. The problem has always been unbelief. What's been the problem? Unbelief. Why? Because of our five senses. For some of us, if we can touch it, if we can see it, if we can hear it, if we can taste it, it doesn't exist. For some of us, let me reiterate that again. For some of us, if we can touch it, if we can see it, if we can feel it, if we can hear it or taste it, it doesn't exist. Not so with the Spirit of God. <laughs> Not so with the Spirit. Amen. Are you with me saying?
because the power of God was upon him. And he's recounting to Saul. He said, not only that, but a bear came uh, and took one of my father's sheep. Well, yeah, you got to read the story yourself. You see, and th th that's, that's my fear. That's my concern. Reading these and naming them on the pages of the Bible and going and saying, well, that was for them. That's that for us. Let me see your story if you keep me this like it. I was listening to a pastor. He said he went to Europe. He got a preaching assignment. You will see Jesus had a lot of preaching assignment. The Bible said when he left the, the, um, the wilderness when he fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, the Bible said when he came out, he came out in the power of the Spirit. Uh-huh. And a fame went out. Glory to God. His name went out. Amen. I, Pastor, Pastor, is, is that right? That's what the Bible says. And then the Bible said he was invited in numerous synagogues. He got a lot of preaching assignments. Uh-huh. It started with fasting and praying. And what fasting and praying does, it dulls your flesh. It makes you, it, it desensitizes you to the five senses. Mm-hmm. Amen. I'm just revising quickly. That's what fasting does. It desensitizes you so, you're, so you can hear God. So you can walk in the spirit. So, so he said he got a preaching engagement. His name made him popular. And he went to Europe. And while he was in his room, the first night, crusade was wonderful. He said, um, people were set free. And he's testifying. And, uh, he said that uh, cast, it, cast out demons. And he said he went back to his hotel. And he said he's in, he's in his hotel. And all of a sudden, the sofa in his bedroom moved. He's asleep now, and the sofa moved. He got up. Huh? The table moved. Mm -hmm. And then he got up, and he said, oh, devil, it's you. And, yeah, and, then, and then he went back in the cup, and he said, oh, he said, no, 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 no. He said, I did not move this table. I did not move this chair. Devil! Put it back in the name of Jesus. The chair and the table came back to where it was. And he said, now leave the room in the name of Jesus. Never return again. The door shut. I want to ask you, if that happens to you in Europe, what are you going to do? Call 911? I don't think so. Call Ghostbusters? I don't think so. Who are you going to call? Guys, no. I'm sharing with you the need to walk in the power of the Spirit. Because the devil got mad because souls were getting saved. People were being set free. And the devil came to intimidate him. But he knew how to walk in the power. He knew he was given power and authority. And he opened up his mouth and he used that authority. such a need for what we are teaching today. Walking in the power of the Spirit. When you do, God will show you who's behind what's happening. Amen? You, so, some things doesn't just happen. There are forces behind a lot of things going on. And God, when you fast and pray, God will open up your eyes so you can
can see what's happening. Amen. Now that you begin to walk in the power of the Spirit, you can hear God. Oh, what a blessing. You can be directed by God. Oh, glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. And so the Bible tells us here in our text, in our text, I'm going to look at Jesus' response to the disciples' fear. I think it was Matthew chapter 17. That's our text we said. Matthew 17, verse 17. Quickly, it says here, then Jesus answered, can you go to verse... Uh, Yeah, can you go to verse 16? Verse 16. This is the boy's father. Mm -hmm. The boy's father, amen? Talking to Jesus. He said to Jesus, I brought him to your disciples. I brought my son who was possessed to your disciples. And they could not cure him. They could not kill him. Brothers and sisters, God had given Jesus had already empowered the apostles with power. Matthew chapter 10, verse 1. Can you go to Matthew chapter 10 quickly? Matthew chapter 10. This is Matthew 17. We're going back to chapter 10. So we can see we're going to confirm that Jesus had already given them authority. Matthew 10, verse 1 says, And when he called unto them, unto him, his twelve disciples, uh-huh, now, I want you to see what's happening here. Matthew, the Holy Ghost led Matthew to use disciples because they were still in training. Later on, they going to use apostles. Amen? His 12 disciples. He gave them what? Against what? To cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness. And did Jesus give them power? That this is Matthew 10. We're in Matthew 17. And not only did, are we told Jesus gave them power, verses 2 to 4 to, told us exactly who. Now the names of the 12 apostles, you see, the switch to apostles from disciples, these are the people he gave power. Amen. The first was Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew his brother, James the son of Zebedee, and John his brother, uh, verse 3. Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew, the publican, James the son of Alphaeus, and Libeus, whose surname was what? Thaddeus. Uh -huh. One more, verse 4. Simon the Canaanite and Judas Iscariot, who also betrayed him. These are the 12 men he gave power and authority against spirits, demons. But at the time, they could not deliver. And somebody said, well, somebody said last week, Pastor, well, these are the apostles you know, he gave the power. Let us see. The Bible told us, let's see who else he gave power. Can you go to Luke chapter 10, verse 1? Because we are always looking for a way out. We are always doing what? Looking for a way out to abdicate our responsibility. Luke chapter 10, verse 1. Let's see who else he gave power. After these things, you got it? Luke 10, 1. After these things, the Lord appointed other what? 70 also and send them out two by two before his face into the every city and place whither he himself would come. He sent them ahead of him. Now, uh, now, now notice what they said when they returned. We are not told he's given them power, but it is in there. Notice what they said when they came back in verse 8. Can you jump to verse 8? Verse 8 says, Luke 10, 8. It says, and into wherever city they went, the 70, they received you, Jesus is speaking, eat such things as said before you. And he said what? Heal the sick that are therein and say unto them the kingdom of God is coming to you. 
That's what Jesus told them. Amen. When the 70 returned, anybody was 17, let us hear what they say. Verse 17. You got it? Luke 10, 17. And the 70 returned again with what? With joy, saying, Lord, even, even the devils are subject unto us through whom. Yes. So not only did he give apostles and power, he gave 70 Christians power also. He never took it back. And he said unto them, they said, I behold Satan as lightning fall from the heaven. Jesus said, I saw Satan falling from heaven. And so, because Jesus had already given the apostles power, and they failed, look at Jesus' response. Let us examine what Jesus said. Can you go to Matthew 17, 17? You see, brothers and sisters, Jesus has an expectation of you and I. Is that right or is that right? Mm -hmm. He has what? An expectation of, of us. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 1 says, it says, <laughs> Be ye therefore followers of God. Ephesians 5, 1. Be therefore followers of God as their children. I, I have an exhibit. Can you give me the exhibit? Uh, let, me, let me show you this one. This one. An exhibit. I emailed it. Glory be to God. So, Ephesians 5, 1. Be therefore, notice I have kingdoms and I have the Amplified. Be therefore, and this is a command in the Greek. It's in the Greek imperative. This is not a suggestion. The Holy Spirit told the saints through Paul. The saints in Ephesus. Be you therefore followers of God as what? Look at the Amplified. The Amplified says, therefore be what? Copy him and follow his examples. As well beloved children imitate their father. By the way, that's where this church got its name. From this verse. Imitators of God. You got to copy Jesus. <laughs> That's what we do here. Imitators of God. So if you're an imitator of God, God has an expectation of you. To deliver. Because he's made a deposit in you. And I. Tell somebody, it's got to come out. It's got to come out. Yeah, that power's got to come out. That power's got to. We've got to do what we got to do so the power of God can flow from us. So we can help people. So Jesus is disappointed. Matthew 17, 17. I had to throw this thing just into my heart. I forgot it. Amen. Jesus answered and said, You got it? Matthew chapter 17, verse 17. Jesus answered and said, O faithless and if I am call anybody faithless and perverse, you go to the end of out there. Pastor, call me faithless and perverse. Who does he think he is? Jesus. Because his disciples failed to cast out the demon. Jesus called them faithless and perverse. The word perverse here means perverted. 
The word faithless here, sorry, perverse means perverted. Faithless means twice it was translated as an infidel. How many of you would agree that Jesus expected them to heal the boy? By his response. Jesus said, what are you doing? And then he continued, how long shall I be with you? Don't you know I'm just passing through? <laughs> I need to go back to my father. The cross is on the other side. I, will, I need to be on the cross. I need you to get it. I left heaven, came and modeled the life for you.
you have all the wishes and all the wishes and you know they send uh, uh, dignitaries to to do what to the secret service and they send everybody so the entrance so they so they can make a big entrance not jesus his entrance was in a cave That is why I love the man. His humility. But powerful. You see, when you know who you are, you don't have to please anybody. So the Bible tells us, so the Bible tells us he had an expectation and he called his disciples faithless and perverse. And he said, How long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer? They would suffer even to put up with you. How long shall I? He said, How long am I going to rescue you? Rescue you from, from the the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Hmm? How long? He said, I need you to get it. And so, says, let's go to my next exhibit. It ended. And, um, be, sorry, before you go to my next exhibit, can you go to verse, um, uh, can you go to verse, um, yeah, verse 18. And Jesus rebuked this devil and he departed out of him, and the child was still from that very hour. Verse 19. Then came the disciples to Jesus apart. I think Luke said they came to him in a house. This is what I, now I want you to bring up on my, um, my other exhibit. Let me show you the difference. I want to show you this right here. I, I, I have this in two, these stories given to us in all three Gospels, but I, I took these two because they have more information. Notice here, we are told in Matthew, the disciples came apart and said, in Mark we are told they came into a house. Are you with me, saints? In Mark we are told they came into a house. In Matthew they came apart. In Matthew, they asked Jesus, why could not we cast him out? Jesus said, because of your in Mark, they asked, Jesus, they asked Jesus, why could not we cast him out? Jesus said, this kind. Jesus didn't mention unbelief. Jesus just said, this kind come forth by nothing but by praying and fasting. So it's been preached mm -hmm, that some demons can only come out by praying and fasting, which is incorrect. All you need is the name of Jesus. Let me say, all you need is what? That's what you need, the name of Jesus. They are not strong demons. The stronger the demon, the more you need to fast. That's incorrect. You got one name, and that's the name of Jesus. The problem is the vessel from who's using the name of Jesus. If the vessel that's using the name of Jesus is not submitted to God, <laughs> then nothing is happening. But if the vessel is submitted to God to the point where they are sensitive and they know that they've been given authority and they speak the name of Jesus, changes will take place. So Jesus said, what's the reason? It's because of your what? Yeah, because of your unbelief. Since that's the problem. He said, because, he said, for very I say unto you, if you have faith as a brain of it's not a lot of faith. It's not a lot of faith. It's a lot of belief. This is what I want you to see. I want you to see belief like this right here. It was said that the, uh, the iceberg, 
And the church, I, I'm going to say, the church, we the church, for some reason, we only believe that we should, that we should get ready to save the world. Besides serving the world, God has the church for a particular reason. Let me show you. Can you go to Ephesians chapter 3 verse 10? Amen. Because we think we, 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 we only have to, um, um, we, we have to satisfy the great commission. Go into all the world. Look what else God has in mind for you. The Bible says, can you go to verse 10? That's Paul speaking. Paul, verse, verse 8, sorry. Paul is speaking to the Ephesians. And he said unto me, who are blessed and least of the saints, is this grace. The grace to preach the gospel is given that I should want. Preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable. He called the gospel the unsearchable riches of Christ. Wow. He continues in verse 9. He said, uh -huh, and to make all of men, that word many means human beings. Paul said, I have a responsibility to make all human beings see what is the fellowship of the mystery which is from the beginning of the world have been held hidden by. And the mystery, of course, is talking about that Jews and Gentiles, everybody become one in Christ. Because the Jews thought that in Christ came only for them. Amen? Who created all things by Jesus Christ. He said to the intent that now unto what? And powers in heavenly places might be made known by the? The church is responsible for making known to principalities and powers the manifold wisdom of God. Not only to get people saved. Well, let, let, let me explain. Can I, can I, can I explain? I'm, this is why Jesus, this party, this is why Jesus was mad. Jesus knew that angels and demons are looking. And God has empowered the church to teach them the manifold wisdom of God. So when you fail to deliver, you've embarrassed God. That is why Jesus said, you faithless and perverse. You just embarrass me. You just embarrass the angels. You are responsible to show the manifold wisdom of God. And Jesus lost him just for a second or two. It's alright. It's alright to lose it, amen? Once you regain your composure. Amen? Regain your composure, that's alright. Right here, we have a responsibility. Not only to evangelize, but walk in the power of the Spirit. So we could what? Make known to principalities and powers. We are where are the principalities and powers? They are in heavenly places. They are all around us now. Looking. Amen. Looking. Watching. I was walking. I was in the gym and I saw a lady came by bench. Walking. And you know, sometimes when you're about your business, you just... <laughs> nothing else matters. You got a time to go and a time to come out. And I passed the street. And it didn't, it didn't really occur to me, so I went in the men's area, and the Holy Spirit said, did you see her bed? And I said, yeah, but it never really came to my heart. I've been asking her, give me one more chance to see her. Because I did it, I think I kid you, I'm going to ask her, men, if I pray for you, do you believe you'll stand straight? She's bent, I think they said that uh, um, uh, the, they said that the calcium in the bone is being 
taken by your body. And so because of that, oh, you know, the calcium is in the bones, I was shown, and because of that, she's walking like this right here. Yeah. I'm saying, God, give me one more chance so I can run into her. So at least I can exercise my faith. I believe she'll be healed. I believe the name of Jesus will be magnified. Mm -hmm. I just want to ensure that I make known the manifold wisdom of God to principalities and powers in heavenly places. Somebody's got to try. <laughs> I witness it. Yes, yes. If the Bible says in First John four, First John chapter one, sorry, John chapter one twelve, that but as many as received him, to them he gave power. I believe I've got the power. How many of you believe you've got the power? Yes. Yeah. Some of you, you just need to move and start laying hands on people. Mm -hmm. Don't talk about. Don't say, well, I'm sick. I cannot lay hands. That, that's not. That's not my business. Just lay hands. Mm -hmm. This is what I want to show you. Can you go back to verse, uh, um, I think this same text is in Mark chapter 9. Can you go to Mark chapter 9 and let's bring it to a close? Mark chapter 9. I want you to see. Thank you. I'm not sure if in verse 14. Uh, no, I think it was in verse 20. Uh, okay, here. Can you go to verse 15? You saw them questioning. That's when he came down. I think it's right about verse 18 or 20. I want to show you how, what Jesus did when he was casting out the demon because you need to see, we need to see that. So this is the man telling Jesus about his son. Can you go to verse 19? Verse 19 says, He answered him and said, Oh, faithless, okay? Let's go to uh, verse 20. Verse 20 says, And they brought him unto Jesus, and when he saw him, when, <laughs> when the demon who's in the boy saw Jesus, Straightway, the spirit tear him, throw him down to the ground. He began to twirl around and convulse, and he fell on the ground and wallowed foaming. He began to froth. His teeth began to grind. Because what the devil is trying to do is distract Jesus. Mm -hmm. Notice what happened in verse 21. And he asked the father, Jesus began speaking to the boy's father. Jesus did not keep looking at the boy on the, ground, on the floor. You see what Jesus is doing? Because if you see that, you might get scared. So Jesus turned his back. And he's talking to the boy's father. And he said to the boy, he said, how long has it, how long is it ago since this came unto him? And he said of a child. From the time the boy was a child, he was possessed. Let me go to verse 20, 22. And the father is explaining, a few times it has cast him into the fire trying to kill him and into the waters. And some commentators said, uh, they, they believe that the little boy, all his body was burnt. He had a third degree burn. So think about how he's looking. All his flesh burnt. And uh, trying to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us. And help us. Because nobody can help us. This is beyond doctors. Huh? This, this is beyond. You know, some, you know, sometimes we just uh, sometimes we just afraid to speak the truth. Dr. P, I thank God for doctors. I thank God for medical practitioners. You hear me? I thank God for good counselors. 
especially those who use the word of God. But brothers and sisters, there's a time when they cannot help you. And that's what I'm saying. The times when they cannot help, there is one Lord who can help. We have what? A miracle worker. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying this people. God gave these people wisdom. My wife is on me every time to go to the doctor. And I go. I, I never used to go dog. She said, can you do it for each and I? I was there in a hurry. <laughs> so, so Jesus, and he said, if you can, uh, Jesus said, if thou canst believe. What? Jesus tell the Father, if you can believe. That has nothing to do with me. It is you. If you can believe, because Jesus needed the Father to stand in the gap for the boy. He has to believe. God needs belief. That's why we need to immerse ourselves in the Bible. Are you with me, saints? We need to, so we can learn to believe God. The way God wants us to believe Him. Notice what Jesus said to him. If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. Notice it's believeth. It is continuous present tense. You got to continue to believe in God. You got to continue to get in the word in you. Amen. The Bible says in Romans chapter 10 verse 17, faith comes by hearing and by hearing and by hearing the word of God. How it comes by hearing and by hearing and by hearing the word of God. So hopefully your faith is being built now. Uh-huh. And on Wednesday evenings when we come. But that's not all. Let me tell you, you will never believe God the way you're supposed to come in church two days a week. What? You will never. You have to spend time in God's word so the Holy Ghost can change your heart. It's what we call effortless change. All you have to do is take the seed of God's word and read it, read it, read it so you can hear it. Don't read it, don't mutter it. Read it loud so you can hear it. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. It doesn't matter if your mind doesn't understand it. I remember when I started on my journey, my mind did not understand the thing, but I read because I needed help. You hear me? I read. I, it took me two, three years for me to really start understanding. That's how hard my heart was. And I was in church at Lugan, but my heart was hot. Sorry, my heart was my heart was hard because it, you know it's, it's it's not that you're bad person if you're hard-hearted it's just that that's not your thing especially if your spiritual leaders do not tell you to go home and read yeah yes you you have to you have to read and the bible says that's what is like a hammer it's like a hammer in whose hands in the hands of the holy ghost yes in the hands of the holy spirit yeah, let me see the Bible says God's word is like a hammer. God's word is like a sword. Amen. You need a hand for the hammer. You need a hand for the sword. Whose hands? The hands of the Holy Spirit. He'll come in your heart. You, are, are you getting me saying? Now, the Bible says when you speak against a sword, through your mouth, but in the hand of God, in the Holy Ghost. That's why you need to read so when you put the hammer in your heart, the Holy Ghost can take it and break up the fallow ground. Are you getting what it's so changed and all of a sudden, oh, 
I can now forgive. Oh no, it's now easy to love. But that's not of your doing, it's because of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says in Romans, um, God, I give you this. Hebrews 4 12, the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two edged sword. When, when you put this, when you put this in the hand of the Holy Spirit, the word of God, the Bible says it's sharper than any two edged sword, piercing to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and joints as marrows, and it's a deserter. Let me explain this to you. The Holy Spirit can divide soul and spirit. Nobody else can do that. Because the problem is not a physical problem. It is a spiritual problem. And you need spirit to treat spirit. Medicine cannot touch your spirit. Medicine can touch your flesh. <laughs> oh, glory be to God. Are you with me? But when you put it in the hands of the Holy Ghost, and you make the time to read God's Word, and you are depositing the seed in your heart, the Holy Ghost goes to what the teacher comes. Some people will never be able to forgive. Let me, are you hearing me? Because they do not take time to read God's Word. I'm, I'm telling you, that's the way it is. And they're not interested either. They want to hurt everybody. Well, or not. But if you really want to change, if you really want to change, if you really want to walk in the power of the Spirit, you will spend time. You need, we need to spend time in God's Word. Are you getting what I'm saying? saying? Sometimes these things you cannot preach, you got to teach them. Very important. Mm -hmm, you got to teach those things. It's very important things like you and I. And I, I keep saying it and I will never stop saying it because that's what changed me. I was in church for years. Never was I told. You need to spend an hour or two reading until I, I came across first Timothy chapter 4, verse 13. Paul told Timothy, until I come, give attendance to reading. I said, oh, it's in the Bible. And then in 2 Timothy 2, 15, he says, study. So there's a time to read, and there's a time to study. If the King James is too hard for you, that's the, if the King James version is too difficult for you. Mommy told me that's the version I use in heaven, so that's the version I use. <laughs> if it's too difficult for you, get an NASB, a New American Standard Bible. Get the ESV, English Standard Version. You get what I'm saying? Sir? But you've got to do something. You've got to give God a chance to work on you. So we can walk in the power of the Spirit. God is depending on us. Our, our responsibility is not only to evangelize. Our responsibility is to show the, the principalities and powers in heavenly places. The manifold wisdom of God. Walking in the power of the Spirit. Wow, we give you praise God. That is why we are fasting. Mm -hmm, so we can position ourselves. To hear God. One thought from God can change your life. Just like that. Many of us, we've been asking God, Father, can you show me? Can you just give one idea? I just need one idea from you. I just need one word from the Lord. One word. One idea from God can change your life just like that. 
One inspiration from God can take you from zero to hero. Just one idea can take you from being financially challenged to being where you can help everybody else. One idea, one, one word from God. What is it? And how you get that word from God? By taking time and reading the word of God. And you tell your dad, Father, I just need one idea from you. Just one word from you, Father. Just one. Just one. And like I do, I say, Father, I have time. I'm not asking you to rush. Amen. Just, just one. I'm not in a hurry. I'm here forever. <laughs> Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to them that believe. Let's bring it to a close. Verse 24. Let's see what happened when Jesus. And straight with the father pride. The father of the child, the father of the child cried out and said, with tears, with tears. Sometimes you have to do this thing with tears. Because the truth be told, boy, the inner, the inner villain, the inner villain, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the inner villain, I'm talking about the body of thoughts about ourselves we know. Mm-hmm. The inner villain can take you out. That's why it's important to keep reading. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we can see ourselves the way that Jesus. So he, 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 cried, he said, he said, he said, with tears, Lord, I believe. Didn't we believe? So he just said it. I'm trying to make a point here. What did he say, Elder John? What did he say? He said, Lord, I believe. He believed, but nothing was happening. What did he say? <laughs> he believed. I told you there are some of us Christians who says we believe, but nothing is happening. We just saw one here now. He said, Lord, I believe. And then he said, Help thou mine unbelief. Because sometimes the belief is mixed with unbelief. I have met, I have met believers who believe had a condition so long, it moved from the head to the heart. And that type of situation has to be dealt with by God. That's right. by, I mean by the word of God. The Holy Ghost has to take a, a, a hammer and the sword to cut it out of you. Because it moves from your head to your heart. And the, and, and, the, and the challenge is sometimes when you hear preaching like this, in your mind you say, I don't think so. That, that's what you say. It is God, it is God.
No, because he's doing the boy from the time he was a child. He's, he made that boy's body his own. Notice what he did. And the spirit cried and rent him so, threw him down a last time on the ground, and then came out of him. And he was as one dead in so much that many said, he's dead because his body was tired. The boy's body just, just lying limb. And then Jesus took him up by the right hand and gave him to his dad. Isn't God a wonderful God? There are people who need help. And you and I are the closest they can get to Jesus. Let's continue to fast and pray. Please take time to meditate on the Word and let it sink into your heart and soul and mind today. Knowing that the Christian who meditates on the Word will be like a tree planted by the water, bringing forth fruit in its season and prospering in all that he does. But what if you aren't a Christian today? What if you don't know if you're bound for heaven as a forgiven child of God? If that's you, then let's take care of it right now if you're ready. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Are you ready to be forgiven of your sins and washed clean and made new? Are you ready to begin your new life in Christ? Then turn to God right now and say, Lord, I love you. I need you. I repent of my sins. Lord, please forgive me and wash me clean. I receive your forgiveness right now as I put my faith in Jesus as my Savior. God, please lead me and teach me and show me how to live from now on. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And if you're looking for a good church family, you'll be welcomed with open arms at Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee, located at 4750 Capital Circle Southeast near Tram Road. Sunday school begins for all ages at 10 a.m. and the morning service begins at 11. And the Wednesday evening service begins at 7. This is a life-giving, multicultural, multi-generational church where people of all races, backgrounds, and walks of life come together to worship, to be inspired in their love for God, to develop relationships, and to be empowered to live out God's purpose for their lives. Find more information on their website, imitatorsofgodministries.com, or call the church, 850-408-8496.